Best College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. Visit liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma. A top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us early tonight on a Wednesday night, a big Wednesday night for the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very cloudy, windy, and soon-to-be-rainy Maricopa, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from that snowy winter wonderland of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? Yeah, nothing says March like a little bit of snow and rain and and other things. To, <laughs> I mean, I did not think you were going there. I did not think you were going there with that. Well, it's also the start of a lot of lot of hockey and and madnesses and different sports and and I think we're gonna see some at our level with the ACHA. But yeah, I would have if I would have told you at the beginning of the year it'd be we would have had some snow on the mountains. It'd be in the 40s, and I'd be living it, and I'm living in Vegas, and that would be the temperature on March 1st. I would probably think you're smoking something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the second time my co-hosts have asked me that. Paul asked me that last night when I described his palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. He said, I want the stuff that you're on. <laughs> I do, too, because you you've, you've been through... You've been through so much, and somehow you're still kicking and 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 moving along here. Sixty-one years young, my friend. Sixty-one <laughs> right. years young. As I get ready to board a plane to Denver and not know what I'm going to get into when I land. Um, anyway, that's but that's the exciting story. part. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Oh yeah, that's the exciting part. All right, sure. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, big day today in the world of ACHA M1 hockey as the 
final rankings came out. And what that means, Stephen, is when it's a final rankings, it's also pairing time. And the the uh, ACHA has found their 20 teams that will make the trek. And I do mean it's a trek, at least for a lot of us, to uh, to the great state of Massachusetts and to take off, uh, take on the uh, beginning of the 2023 ACHA National Tournament. Actually, Marlboro. Uh, so here's what I want to do tonight. We're going to pay tribute to everybody as we go through this. But let's start off tonight by the rankings, Stephen. I'm going to read them to you in sets of five. And I want you to tell me if you think uh, they're where they should be or if maybe somebody got bumped around where they shouldn't be. But are you by ready the way, I, I want to... Yeah, but before I do that, I want to say when I was saying smoke and stuff, I was thinking salmon because of the national tournaments in Boston. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, William, well, you got to go to Alaska if you want salmon. It's lobster. <laughs> lobster, yes. <laughs> there you go. That's what I meant. Lobster. <laughs> we're off to a good start. <laughs> and lobster rolls. And lobster we'll, rolls, right? And anyways. we'll take you to Alaska next year, and we'll uh, go salmon. No, no. How does that sound? Okay. How about we go? How about we? How about we go in the summertime? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, here we go. These are the final rankings. Ranking number seventeen. Here we go. Minot State at twenty-four, two and zero. Ohio twenty-eight, five and three. Adrian thirty-one, two and two. And your UNLV Skating Rebels at twenty-four, three and one. Everybody wanted to be in the top four, and I do mean every team. They're in the top four, Stephen. Uh, I know UNLV dropped from uh, number two to number four. Your thoughts on that? Do they belong there? Are they going to be okay in the number four slot? And we'll get to the pairings later, so just uh, just give me your thoughts on the top four, and then I'll add Liberty, because I said I'd do it in five. Liberty is number five, 15, 11, and one. Well, I, I think so. I think I think everything is, is how it should be. Uh, yes, UNLV was number two. They won two games this past weekend, but it was against Grand Canyon, who's, you know, not a, uh, it was a number 22 team. They beat them 11 nothing. It was a 4-2 game the next night. Uh, so that, you know, but they have 24-3-1, uh, so pretty good record. Ohio and Adrian are really good teams, and they both won uh, this past weekend. Went, and winning their uh, and they're winning their league titles, I believe too. And so, um, I, I think they they deserve to be in there. I mean, Adrian's got thirty one wins. They're thirty one two and two. They've had some real dominating wins. They've had some some good close wins. So, uh, I, I think definitely the top four is the right top four. And I think when you look at it, I think it's probably probably correct. Um, you know, Ohio is, you know, they had a really good season too, 28, five and two. Maybe UNLV could have been ranked higher than them. Maybe it could have been Minot State, Adrian, maybe number two, UNLV number three, and Ohio number four. But, but I think when you get to the fine, when you get to the top four, um, you know, it, the only thing that really matters, I guess, is the time that you're, you'll play, uh, and then the matchup you'll get. I mean, those uh, are pretty big things, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might not say it in Ohio will get quote unquote easier matchups. Just of course, ask Minot State how that worked out for them last year, though. <laughs> they yeah, had Linda yeah. losing to Still Ohio. Play the game on the ice, right? 
they end up losing to Ohio, oddly enough, who this year is going to be on the flip side of the the you know they're they're the two instead of last year where they had to, they went and beat the two teams. So uh, Ohio, of course, will be very aware of that when they uh, they play this year where they rank. So it's uh yeah, you still got to play the game. So we got to see what happens. But um, I think the top four is the right top four. You can make an argument that this maybe team could be a little bit better than that. But I, like I said, I think the, what I've always said the last few weeks leading up to this, there's kind of three parts to this seating wise. If you're the top four, uh, if you're that five to 12 chunk, and if you're that 13 to 20, uh, you kind of want to be the top four, obviously. If not, maybe that five to 12 is a little bit better, although the matchups can be a little bit um, closer there. There's also some possibilities of some, some mismatches, but then you only have to play start on Saturday, and then you only would have to play Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You have to play four days in a row, which isn't easy, but it's a little bit more doable. If you're the 13 to 20, you might get a win in your first game, but then you have to play the top one through 14, which isn't easy, although can can be done, but it makes your path a little bit tougher. So, And the one through four obviously is easier, supposedly, because you, you only play the, the one game, then you have a break day off and then you play the possibly three and three days. Okay. So, well, we'll get, we'll get to the matchups here and, and times and all that in just a minute. Um, so here's, I'm going to read six through 10 that I'm going to give you a comment that uh, ties into the top five. Uh, number six is central Oklahoma at 28, seven and one. Number seven is Jamestown at 19, seven and Oh, number eight, Indiana tech at 31, three and one number nine, Maryville at 18, nine and Oh, and number 10, Niagara at 22, 8 and 1. Here's my comment. Um, you brought it up about UNLV should probably be uh, ahead of Ohio. I would agree with that. I think as tough as the WCHL is and the fact that they only have three losses as, as opposed to five for Ohio, I thought it would make sense. It would be Minot State, Adrian, UNLV. I don't know how the computers figured it out, but whatever. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe they are in the right spot because if it had been Minot State, Adrian, UNLV, that that would have been okay, but whatever. Uh, the one that I have a little bit of problem with right now, and I guess it's the independent schedule, but uh, who's going to argue with what Central Oklahoma played the schedule on? They're 28-7-1. and one. They get the they get the six seed. They fall a spot. And they win the WCHL trophy. And they win the WCHL, yep, which is a tough thing to do. But yet they're they're six instead of five. They lose a spot. I get that Liberty split with uh, Minot State, but that helped that helped the Liberty beat Minot State five nothing. I think it was. It was a big that really I think helped. I I think had it had Minot State beaten Liberty both nights, you might have saw Central Oklahoma flip with Liberty. But I think Liberty really helped them stay stay at number five. Because they had that win over Minot State, a five nothing win at two, at that too, which yeah, well, was. I, I get it, but but here's what I'm saying again: look at it from the fan, the parent, the sponsor, the corporate partner. Uh, they're looking at it and going like, okay, um, we know Central Oklahoma is pretty good because they're WCHL champions. They've won the national tournament before. They're twenty eight seven and one. And yet they're behind a team that's 15, 11, and one. So they got 13 more victories, four fewer losses, and the same in the tie column. Uh, you see what I'm saying? The eyeball test says, how can they be behind Liberty? And I know Liberty's a good team. I watched him play. I love Kirk Candy, love his team, love what they do. I'm not saying that in any stretch. I'm just saying that when you look at 
28, 7, and 1, and compare it to 15, 11, and 1, uh, something in the eyeball test tells me you got those two wrong. They should have been switched around. But anyway, that that's my take on it. Your thoughts on 6 through 10. What do you think about that? And uh, do you like the, the way it, it lays out right now? Yeah, I think I do. I think it's it's I think it worked out between Central Oklahoma and Indiana Tech's in there. Uh Niagara is is up pretty high at 10. Maryville stayed at 9. I mean, not a lot of not a lot of changes. Uh Jamestown didn't move up a spot. Uh and Indiana Tech as a result dropped down a spot, so they flopped. And as we said, Central Oklahoma and Liberty swapped. So other than that, I uh there wasn't a lot of changes. I I think it's it's good i think there's a good mix of of teams obviously some of these teams like jamestown won their league title so like the M, they won the mch so they you know they get the auto bid already so um but they would have been in either way because they're number seven so uh you know it's it's i think it it is it is correct in that i think uh i don't think there's you can argue for much you know the teams that are are there in, in the 10 uh okay in, in six through ten so let's do uh, 11 through what? Uh, 15, I guess. Um, we've got Arizona at 11, 16, 9, and 4. They jumped up from 14. That's pretty impressive. Pittsburgh, 27 and 3 at 12. Grand Valley State, 32, 7, and 0 at 13. Calvin, 22, 7, and 3 at 14. And Illinois State at 27, 6, and 2. Um, UNLV, obviously the WCHL leader, followed by Central Oklahoma, and then the third team and the only three teams to get in from the WCHL, the uh, Arizona Wildcats. Your thought on where they're positioned at? We'll get into the pairings, so don't give it away yet. Um, but your thoughts on that group? Well, I mean, Arizona, that that's really impressive for them to move up three spots. I mean, they had a couple of wins against Arizona state over the weekend in their final weekend of games. Um, I think it was, uh, it was certainly a big, a big movement for them because of, of where they, I mean, they were sitting at 14. So now they go from playing the first day to now they will play the, the, the third day in and, and I will, we'll tell you who they're playing later, but, they're in that that five to twelve range, so that that's a big difference. I mean, they they go from you know not playing that that first day, so uh, you know it's it's a big for them. They really benefited from them. I mean, I mean, Pittsburgh dropped down one as a result, but I mean, Grand Valley State was at twelve, and they now at thirteen, so they're at the cusp. You know, they're at the cusp of the starting that thirteen to twenty window. So um, you know, in, in Calvin moved up a spot. Illinois State moved down a couple of spots. They moved from 13 to 15. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – and I guess that matters some because you go from playing, you know, and we'll, and we'll talk about it when we break down the actual CDs because, you know, we're going to go through 17, 18, 19, 20, but those teams aren't going to be in because of auto bids, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, So that'll matter because if you're 13, 14, you're probably playing one of those league winners that were – not even in the top 25, so to speak, or in the top 20, they, they get in because of auto bids that bump somebody else out. So, yeah. Uh, so that, that can Good make point. it for an easier matchup too. So and there's a lot of things layers with this, uh, with these CDs that there always is, but, um, but yeah, I think Arizona, I think is the one that's real impressive that they jumped three spots. I'm a little surprised that maybe they made that big of a jump, but 
You know, I'd have to. Well, look they cool. played. They, they played Arizona State, who is. We're going to get to that in a minute. Is number twenty, but uh, it's not like they beat Minot to jump three spots, or they beat UNLV to jump three spots, or Adrian or any of those. Uh, they beat a team that was behind them anyway. I mean, I, have, I know it's still impressive to to get a sweep on the home weekend, but it was on your home ice. Um, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm glad that there's three, and I was hoping there'd be four. I was hoping there might be five. We're going to get to why there isn't in a minute. Um, so 16 is Lawrence Tech at 25, 7, and 2. 17 is Utah, 15, 10, and 1. 18 is Stony Brook, 16, 10, and 4. 19 is Michigan Dearborn at 22, 11, and 2. And number 20 is Arizona State, 16, 6, and 1. Um, yeah, I'll break the ice and then you can take it from there. Um, Utah, the hard look team again. For the second straight year, usually about the last team out. I think they were the last team out last year and probably the last team out this year too, if I'm not mistaken. So why are 17, 18, 19, and 20 not going to Boston? Well, actually 19 is because they, they are the they won that conference, the WHAC. So they are the auto bid for that um, conference, Michigan point. Dearborn. So they are they're actually in. So it's it's Utah, Stony Brook. And Arizona State that are not in, so and that is because we had some some auto bid uh, winners, and I'm going to try to find that here. Uh, let me find that on the. I guess I can do that on Twitter real quick. But at the, yeah, you Navy we talked about before. Navy won, um, and they're not in the top 25, but they get an auto bid. Um, they they won their. Uh, I don't think they had a, a conference tournament. They were just the uh, regular season champs. And then you had like teams like, um, I said Michigan Dearborn won uh, their their games uh, to win their their league title. Um, Indiana Pennsylvania was another uh, auto bid team, so they they took a bid away. Navy's actually nineteen, and then Buffalo won too, so that took so that took away from uh, somebody that was in the top twenty ranked, and they get in because they're an auto bid, and they were below the. The top twenty-five. In fact, if I look at it, Buffalo Navy was ranked twenty-eighth. If you were to expand the polls out beyond the twenty-five, Navy's twenty-eight, but they're in because they're of an auto bid. And then Buffalo, uh, Buffalo's fifty-eighth, but they're in because they got an auto bid. So, you know, they're that's what I'm saying. So they're the fifty-eighth ranked team, but they're in because of an auto bid. So that they're going to be the twentieth twenty-seated team because they'll be the the lowest ranked. Auto bit team, so they get the twenty spot. Uh, as we mentioned, Navy will be nineteen, and then there's there's another one too that I'm missing. But but Michigan Dearborn will be will be uh, seventeen, I believe, and then somebody's uh, eighteen that got into. Let me look at the yeah. We, we can get here. we can get to that when we do the bracket. Oh, Indiana Indiana Pennsylvania. So they were they were another team that got an auto bid, and they were twenty three in the in the rankings. So they jump up to a a top twenty seeding spot, which so it's. Yeah, so because of that, Utah didn't didn't get a spot. They were seventeen. Arizona State at number twenty didn't get a spot. But that usually number twenty, and when you're twenty in the rankings, that usually doesn't get you in just because there's there's always seemed like there's going to be at least one. There's or always going to be a one auto bid, yeah, at least one, one or two auto bids, just the way these these leagues are. Yep. So uh, you really so got to be in the top sixteen to be safe. Top sixteen, it seems like I, I even thought seventeen might have been, but but because Michigan Dearborn 
uh, they were 19 and and they got in with an auto bit, so it, it took that spot. But yeah, so it's it's unfortunate for for a team like Utah two years in a row. They, Utah, it was kind of interesting because they didn't have any games like the last what two or three weekends because of postponements and other things, and they just didn't have any games on their schedule from except for the when they beat UNLV, split with UNLV, you know, like three weekends ago now. So it's they've just kind of been sitting and waiting to see what was going to happen and. And they they stayed at seventeen. They didn't move. They didn't move up or move down, even though the teams around them were still playing. And uh, so they they stayed there. And uh, so that's a good season for them. I think it's 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 I think probably one of their highest finish ranked wise when it comes to that. But um, they're not going to get a spot in the national tournament. So that's that's the okay. There. So so we can get to that part of it. Let's um, let's get through the last uh, since they do twenty five teams. Uh, Purdue Northwest at number twenty one. At 27 and 1, Grand Canyon 13, 12, and 2. As you aforementioned, number 23, Indiana, Pennsylvania at 24, 6, and 0. 24 is Missouri State, 15, 15, and 2. And the number 25 is Colorado State at 14, 13, and 1. Stephen, when I look at that group, and I'm going to include Arizona State in there, there's four WCHL schools. That, that made it in the final rankings in the top 25, that, plus the three that are going. That's seven uh, out of and 10. That, yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and don't forget about Utah as well. So eight out of 10 WCHL teams were ranked in the top 25 when the, uh, at the end of the regular season. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Good point. I, I missed that. But, yeah, good point. Eight, eight out of 20, eight out eight of 10. Out of 10, 10 teams, yes. 25. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yep. So unfortunately, like we said, only 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 three teams though are going to be in the field. But still, though, eight out of twenty, eight out of twenty, uh, eight out of ten uh, in the in the top twenty-five is is pretty good. Okay, let's do this. Let's take uh, an early break, hear from some of our partners, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll talk about those uh, brackets. So that I think is interesting. I think that'll take us more than a half an hour. So let's get the break in now and come back and dig into that because. Somebody has an NHL game to go to, and um, hey, have the uh, Vegas Golden Knights acquired a goaltender yet? No, I don't think so. Oh. But uh, but there's still a couple of days left for there's still a couple of days left for that. But uh, keep your eyes on it. I, I don't think does Arizona have a goaltender the Golden Knights want? <laughs> there's they're selling everybody <laughs> off do. right now. Big... They they might actually, but uh, I'll tell you what Arizona's going to do is just stick up draft pick signs as players. They're not going to have any players on the roster. They're just going to have signs, maybe robots. They'll like little signs. You know, like you you stick those up as like uh, to shoot around during practice. That's what the Coyotes will do. Now they'll just put, "I'm going to be future draft pick, third round, fourth pick." Yeah, they got. They've, they've stocked up a lot of <laughs> lot of draft picks. They've stocked up. What are you going to do with all of them? What are you going to do with them all? Anyway, that's a whole nother story. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of our partners, and then we'll jump into things uh, bracket-wise for the 2023 ACHA National Tournament as the Great West College Hockey Podcast moves on. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Harrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. At a big school hockey field, all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu.
fans. My name is Hunter Mazzillo, and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're Jesse Ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, that speaks for itself. Whether it's the original location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you, and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Gail Carr. Gail Carr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Com and follow at College Hockey.
When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. All right. Well, welcome back in, hockey fans, to a very special and early edition of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very cloudy, windy, and soon-to-be-rainy Maricopa, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, uh, digging out from about 12 feet of snow in Las Vegas, Nevada today. Stephen, how was the shoveling today, and and did you survive it? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't quite... (laughs) <laughs> it was it was brutal. It was brutal. We we got through it. Uh, you know, I mean, Minnesota has nothing on us. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Except you know what happens in Minnesota after they get snow? It drops about know, 10, 15 degrees below zero. Yeah. Uh, and okay. then we're complaining here about forty degrees and yeah, a few flakes. Exactly. So here's how we're gonna break down the second half of the show. Uh, I will go through the days and the pairings, and then I want you to break down the brackets for us, okay? Because it's kind of confusing. They put out two sets here. They they tell you who's going to be playing first on each day and what time and who's uh, and all of that, and then, then they do the brackets. So I'm going to let you do the brackets, and uh, I'll just read through these uh, teams that are starting things off and getting through the first round of the ACHA National Tournament. Marlboro. Massachusetts. You ready for that? <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. He says no problem. Okay. Um, game one, Thursday, the 16th of March, 10, 15 a.m. We'll see number 13, Grand Valley State against number 20, Buffalo. The second game of the day, 1.30 p.m. will number 14, Calvin versus number 19, Navy. 
the fourth game of the day at 4.45 p.m., Illinois State. Number 15 will be taking on number 18, Indiana, Pennsylvania. And to round out the Thursday that Stephen will uh, be just thrilled over is a 8 o'clock game versus uh, Lawrence Tech, number 16, versus number 17, Michigan-Dearborn. That's your first day games. We'll move to Friday the 17th. Same thing, 10-15, UNLV. So Stephen's going to stay up late and get up early. Uh, as UNLV takes on the uh, winner of game one, uh, game two of the day at 1.30 will be Adrian taking on the winner of game two. As long as the last game doesn't go five overtimes <laughs> or any of the games that day because it always it pushes everything back. Yeah, exactly. You figured that out quickly, didn't you? Uh, uh, game number seven is Friday at 4.45. That'll be Ohio, number two ranked Ohio against the winner of game three. And the final game on Friday, 8 p.m., will be the Minot State Beavers against the winner of Game 4. I'll go through uh, Saturday since that's the uh, uh, the last day of opening rounds, and then we get into quarterfinal and semifinal play. So uh, Saturday morning, 10, 15 a.m., Kirk Handy, he's got this down, this number five slot, because he doesn't have to start playing games till Saturday morning at 10, 15. That's cool. Uh, Liberty will take on number 12, Pittsburgh. Uh, the second game at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday, we'll have number six, Central Oklahoma, against number 11, Arizona. I know you're going to get into that in just a minute. Um, the 4.45 game on Saturday, we'll have Jamestown, number seven, against number 10, Niagara. And uh, Saturday's finale at 8 p.m., Indiana Tech versus the Maryville Saints and John Hogan's team. Um, what a job to get them up to number nine. Um, and then Sunday is the quarterfinals. Uh, Monday, uh, I'm sorry, um, not the quarterfinals, the second round, I guess. And uh, Monday we'll have the quarterfinals, and Tuesday we'll have the. Uh, I'm, no, you I'm had right. it right. You had it right. right. So, yeah, Sunday is quarterfinals Sunday. I remember that from last yep. year because I was all, yep. all hyped up about quarterfinals Sunday. Monday semifinal Monday, and Tuesday's and then, the championship. Uh, championship. Okay, all right. So that's the way it'll all break down uh, day-wise. So your favorite team, you'll know when they're playing and when they start. The and, and I'm sure everybody's for, uh, and I'm sure everybody's excited for the return of my stand-ups from before each day oh, to see where I'm going to oh, be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see if you're out on a wharf or something. <laughs> anyway, I will be joining you on Sunday. So, oh, are you uh, really? You're gonna you're gonna yeah. make your way this year, huh? Yeah, my my plans are. I've got the NCHC tournament through Saturday night. And uh, I will get on my way out there Sunday uh, and uh, we'll be joining you Sunday, uh, Monday at the very latest for the semifinal. And the oh, Tuesday. good. Then I can, I'll just be able to kick back once you, once you, once you arrive. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. Not a chance. This is your baby, man. I'm just riding along. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's the way things break down at the ACA, uh, ACHA men's national M1 tournament. Uh, the interesting part of this, Stephen, is and I don't know if it's interesting or not. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to put a good spin on it, but somehow central Oklahoma and Arizona got paired up against each other. We only have three teams from the WCHL and two of them are going to play head to head on Saturday at one in the afternoon. That's a long ways to go for a one and done. So somebody's going to be well, one and done. It's one and done for a lot of teams too. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, true. It's, it's, it's not one just and for done them. For everybody, actually. But. Yeah, one and done for for well, for some people, for the teams but, that but lose I, their first game. 
But yeah, I see what you're saying. As soon as you lose, you're out. But yeah, I see what you're saying because they're both WCHL teams. That for one of and and they play each other. But the the difference is is they don't play each other every year because they're in different parts of the WCHL. So there is that at least. I don't think you. I don't think Arizona played Central Oklahoma this year. I don't think that was part of their rotation this year. So there wasn't that at least. Um, It's tough because Arizona the Central Oklahoma is the WCHL champions, and and you're and it's a team you will probably you do play on occasion not in regular season play, so you're not playing, you know. But it's you go to the national tournament, you think maybe you're going to play teams that that you don't. But I mean, if you're trying to win a championship, you're you're going to play. It's like last year, UNLV and Central Oklahoma. And this was different though because they both got to the final four, and you had two teams in the final four that were playing each other that were WCHL teams, and what was great about that and what was bad about that was one team was going to lose. But the the good thing about it was one team, we knew for sure one of the WCHL teams was going to be in the championship game, which which ended up being Central Oklahoma, of course, and then losing to, to Lindenwood, which was the big sendoff for them to NCAA. But anyway, so it was it – was, so that's – yeah, but this year you're going to have those, those two teams, the WCHL play each other the, the first day. Well, the th- like third day that the first game for them. <laughs> That, well, that's the point. That's the point I was. And there, and one will be knocked out, and so they'll all, you know, will be down to two. And it's possible, depending on how UNLV fares, you know, if they could, if they survive their first two days, you know, if they don't for somehow, which we knock on wood won't, but I don't think they will. But let's say they did, by Sunday, by the time you arrive, there could be only one team left. I don't think that'll be. I think UNLV will will get will make a deep run, so they'll still be around. But you'll only have two teams, uh, you know, two teams uh, left. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I do want to mention this. Uh, the point I'm making, though, hold on a yeah, second. Go ahead. Mention. The point Make that I'm point. making is um, UCO and Arizona don't play until Saturday at 1.30. So technically, they would not need to, to get there until Friday, you know, and get a practice in and then and then play Saturday. As opposed to a team that would have to play Thursday, you'd have to arrive Wednesday. And then if you continued to play, and I'm not sure what UCO and what, uh, U of A are doing, but um, as we know, that is an expensive trip this year, all the way to Boston and uh, on St. Patrick's weekend as well. It's uh, it's kind of crazy, but that's something everybody's got to deal with. Okay, what were you gonna say? No, uh, yeah, it's gonna be expensive. It's also the start of the, also the start of the NCA March Madness basketball tournament. I don't know if the Boston area, the New England area, is hosting any any of those events uh, during that time. I don't know if if uh, the New England area is hosting any. Um, NCAA basketball stuff. So you know, if, if that's if that's going on with that, and then yeah, then the ACHA tournament and and the fact that St. Patrick's Day weekend, which which is probably a big part of it, because I think I think that's that's a big draw, Boston area. I think New England's a big draw for for that sort sort of St. Patty's Day stuff. So it's going. You, to- by the way, you're getting called out on the podcast by uh, our, my co-host for NCAA hockey. Uh, first of all, he wants to know does Stephen even own a shovel. <laughs> And no. Secondly, he said, "What's basketball?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's some. Okay. Keep it to hockey, he said. Keep it to hockey, would you? Well, no, anyway. but I make it. But yeah, you're talking about the. But I'm, the point I'm making is about the the, the, the expensive, how expensive it's going to be, and and yeah, if, if there's all those factors to to consider with with the the, the cost yeah, of the travel there. Uh, but now the teams, now the teams that are in, and well, I won't. I mean, I, I speaking of basketball, I think I think. Uh, 
Well, <laughs> I don't want to do because I messed up the last time. I, I when I with ASU and Arizona played each other in a sport, I I, I was wrong on the who won. But anyways, um, anyways, Arizona anyways. State won this last one, I believe. With the basketball. Yep. With a okay. half court shot. Well, good, good. There we go. See how much I know about basketball. I and it's and a tough place to play too, in 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 Arizona, from what I understand. And at the McHale Center. McHale Center. See how much I know. I See know there you go. See there you go. Um, I'm if we ever wanted this, if we ever want to start a basketball college basketball podcast, we'll be you'll be all over it. Maybe, maybe what we need to do is uh, just have a podcast about nicknames because I know how much Paul <laughs> loves nicknames. So, yes, so maybe Paul, we Paul, can start about you know. Yeah, he, he loves that. So yeah, let's maybe you, you, you love that. the nickname. You love the nicknames, all right. That's for sure. Yes, yes, you are. Anyway, do that on a podcast. The FCC is going to take you away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's bring it back in now. Um, yeah, rain it back in. Here rain it back in. Um, so no, but the, but but before we continue on though, let's, so we talk about now. Now you brought up the teams that are in and and, and the seedings and stuff. Now that we went through that, um, I want to mention some some kind of statistical stuff here. There's 14 teams of the 20 that are return ranking that are going to return from last year participating in the nationals, uh, which was uh, Central Oklahoma, number six. They, this is their 13th overall appearance. Number 10, the University of Jamestown. This is their sixth overall appearance. Uh, number eight, Indiana Tech was in it last year. This is their fourth overall appearance. Uh, Maryville, number nine, as you mentioned, this is the third overall appearance, second straight year for them. So that's actually third straight year because I think they were in it the year before that. Um, and number 10, Niagara, this is their fifth overall appearance. Uh, University of Arizona has been in it a bit, a, a bunch every year. It seems like they're in it. They're at number eleven this year. This is their twentieth overall appearance. Uh, Pittsburgh, number, uh, this is their fourth overall appearance. And University of Michigan Dearborn, this is their twenty-third overall appearance. And Naval Academy, uh, this is their number. This is their sixth overall appearance. So those are teams that were in it last year that are in it again this year. And then six teams that did not participate a year ago that are in it uh, this year: Grand Valley State, which is their first ever ever appearance which is exciting for Grand Valley State. Uh, number 14, Calvin. This is their third overall appearance in their history. Uh, Illinois State University. This is their first overall appearance, so another first-timer. So that's exciting for Illinois State. Uh, Lawrence Tech. This is their first overall appearance. Indiana University of Pennsylvania. This is their second overall appearance. And then uh, University of Buffalo, the 20th team, is this is their fifth overall appearance. So, 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 so it's a couple of newcomers. Uh, first-timers, which is great. Some people that were not in it last year that are in it this year, which is great. And also a lot of returners as well. So it's exciting to have kind of a mix of some experienced teams, some new teams, teams that weren't in it last year. So that makes it makes it all the more fun. Absolutely it does. Okay, here's how we're going to do it. There's an upper bracket and there's a lower bracket. And it's important because this is how uh, teams will get to the national championship game. Uh, let's start with the upper bracket, Stephen. Uh, go right across from starting with Grand Valley. And Buffalo and who they'll play, um, winners losers for the I first you, round. I thought we were gonna. I was like, don't, don't make us do predictions. Yeah, we gotta save that. We gotta we gotta juice the. We gotta we got a couple of weeks before that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so we're gonna. Got, you you want us to you, Grand Valley? And you want me Buffalo, to go ahead and make right? predictions already right now? No, you don't have to make predictions. Well, just for the first round, who's gonna play so we can fill out the first round of games? So you just want us? Yeah. So here we oh, go. You, Grand you, Valley and Buffalo. 
Well, I think Grand Valley State will probably win that. It's a 13-20. As I said, Buffalo is like way down in, the, in, the, in where they were supposed to be, where they're ranked if you were to expand the rankings out uh, beyond 25. And uh, But they were in because of the auto bid. And Grand Valley State, it should be the favorite in that one. So I would think they would advance on. Um, so they will advance on. And, and that's then, and so they would advance on to play uh, UNLV on, on Friday. And, and, and I want to mention UNLV real quick because they just – and four is a great spot to be in, and I think it, it was okay for them last year, but they just seem to love – they just seem to get stuck at that 10-15 time slot. Um, they, they, you know, the, the the two years now, this is their second year, number four again this year. They had that 10-15 uh, slot for those first couple of games. The two years prior, when they were in the national tournament, we had a tournament. Uh, they were like 13, I think, and so they were not, they were the – in that thirteen twenty matchup, also playing at ten fifteen in the morning, so uh, they they're getting used to that early morning. I'm sure they don't prefer it, but I'm sure that it's better being at number four doing it than being at thirteen and and having to having to do it two days in a row. At least you're doing one day, then you're off a day, and then you have to do it one more time. So well, and the other thing is the thing about this year is, but it's, it's Eastern time. time. It's a, it's yeah. an Eastern time zone though from from yeah. the Pacific so Coast. Three hour difference, so from, it's actually body clock time for them will be about what one fifteen. So, That'll be interesting. I'll have to ask about that. And if I go, I'm, I'm hoping to go out to a practice for UNLV uh, sometime before they leave and just kind of get their feel for it. And, and I asked them about that. Maybe they're going to fly out a couple days earlier. I don't know because it is going to be a, a bit of an adjustment uh, for that uh, to adjust to playing at uh, 10, 15 in the morning. Now, when we were in St. Louis last year, it was a two-hour difference. But now you're talking a three-hour difference. So you're talking 7, 15 uh, a.m. Uh, Pacific time uh, would be – what the game will be here, you know, but ten fifteen uh, Eastern time. Oh yeah, yeah, good stuff. I'm glad you caught that. Um, okay, so you have Grand Valley State beating Buffalo and playing UNLV. Uh, then there's another game um, on the first day, and that would be the. Uh, hold on a second here, Calvin. Calvin and, and the Navy. Navy. Who you got winning that one? Calvin. Well, probably Let's Calvin. I mean, Calvin. We'll, we'll, I mean, I'd have to think about it a little bit, but I I don't think, I mean, not doing, you know, this level is hard to get a lot of. Now you just made my lights dim when you started thinking. You took all the power away. <laughs> Calvin probably will win uh, against Navy. Um, the important thing for that is to know that they will play. They would play Adrian uh, in the in the next day, uh, one thirty. So that that's a Thursday, March sixteenth at one thirty. Uh, Calvin and Navy, whoever wins that. But then move on to play Adrian, the number three team, uh, the next day at one thirty p.m. Okay, and, pro- and probably lose. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll give official official predictions on our yeah, uh, yeah before, just before I, the I, tournament I, starts. I, but I know you want to just kind of kind of get the bracket the brackets going. Yeah, just kind of yep. see where. So uh, the winner of the UNLV slash Grand Valley Buffalo, how about that uh, winner, will get the opportunity to take on either Liberty or Pitt. Um, you know, it's a five twelve matchup. Those are scary, but I still say Liberty's going to pull that one out. Yeah, and 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 what this could lead to the potential for, and UNLV would be heavy favorites certainly over over whoever between Grand Valley State or Buffalo, and and what this is going to lead to if it stays chalked through that uh, through that Sunday uh, quarterfinal Sunday is a rematch. Uh, at least a two <laughs> talk about teams that know each other. You've gotten to know each other pretty well the last couple of years. It's going to be a rematch from from this season where they've already played uh, four times and they split. UNLV winning twice in or winning twice in Liberty in, in January, and then Liberty winning back in 
December or November, I guess it was against. Uh, so, but it's also a rematch, rematch of the tournament last year where these two <laughs> teams played. Do you like how I did that rematch? It's the rematch it. of the rematch uh, of the of the national tournament uh, matchup from last season uh, where these two teams played also, and UNLV took that. So there's there's a couple of rematches, and there's the rematch from the matchups of this season, and then there's the rematch of the last national tournament from la- from last season. So. Um, okay. That, I wanted to. I wanted to be that just for that that storyline, and and uh, that'll be exciting because. And and uh, here's the thing: those and, and when, teams are going to play at ten fifteen. If if UNLV wins, they'll play ten fifteen on Friday, ten fifteen on Sunday. <laughs> Nothing like having your afternoons free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your anyway, afternoon, um, having your afternoon. On the other side of that, the, bracket, the, the, the benefit of that is you don't have to worry about a game going long and your t- game starting later. You know, you, you're the first yeah. game of the day. You're starting at 10, 15. There's nobody before you. So, you know, you're starting at 10, 15, you know, when Not we get to these the national Sam tournaments, Morty guys are out before you. <laughs> I mean, when you get to these later <laughs> matchups, if the games go long, if there's overtimes, it starts to throw the schedule back and everything. And so it's, you know, I remember last year watching the five overtime game and, and looking down and seeing. I think it was Adrian was one of the teams that were was to follow, and they were they were already suited up because they, they were getting ready to go out for warmups, and they had to. They it was like they, they didn't get to go off for like two two three hours later almost because of all the overtimes they had. What a nightmare! What a and nightmare. then of course they they had to. Then of course the games didn't end till the last game didn't end till like one a.m. or something. Um, so okay, so that, the other side of that bracket, because we're even, you know, you told me that we we had to hurry and get done within an hour because yes, somebody's got an NHL game to go to. Anyway, um, uh, well, we could yeah. we could speed it along and then we can kind of go more in depth maybe next week, but we of can kind of just of course yeah. we will. That's why that's why I said let's just go through this. Okay. But even now uh, we're 15 minutes into. The I know, show. I know. I'm getting. I'm already, see, I'm already excited about. It. I'm already kind of getting deep in some of I these know. matchups, but but yeah, we'll, we'll let's we'll okay, save that. So here we go. Let's, so Adrian will play the winner of Calvin and Navy, and that winner will place the winner of UCO and Arizona. So that bracket, if you look at the brackets here, that moves uh, UNLV, Liberty, Adrian, UCO, Arizona, all on one side. Ooh, Ooh oh, that is a powerful bracket. Oh, I can't. Well, that's that's exciting too. Okay, so let's get to the other side of the bracket. Um, the the uh, Thursday night game, first afternoon game, I should say, of Thursday is Illinois State against Indiana, Pennsylvania. Who do you got? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a a coin flip. I mean, I guess Illinois State is yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a fifteen sixteen, but I mean, Indiana, Pennsylvania is you know one one, one of the auto big teams 18. or fifteen eighteen. Excuse me, yeah, fifteen eighteen. You know, Indiana, Pennsylvania is one of the the auto bid teams that got a spot, so. Um, you know, I, Illinois State probably have the advantage, and will probably. And I don't think last year there was any t- upsets in the first day, so I just base it off of that and just say, right now, uh, I'll say fifteen. But I'm not making anything official yet until until just before <laughs> we start. But for right now, because I don't want people to hold me to if I change later on in the next couple of weeks. But right now, I'll say, okay. I'll say right. fifteen moves on. Okay, so that means they would get a date with Ohio, and I don't think anybody wants to play them ever no. in the national tournament. But uh, anyway, that's how it'll go on that side. Um, then the uh, the winners of that uh, of the other bracket would be Jamestown versus Niagara. Um, that'll be an interesting matchup as well because Jamestown. I just I'm never sold on Jamestown. Never ever. 
because they don't think I don't think they get enough of a cross reference. They they got more this year, uh, being in the conference, but um, I just don't think they get enough of a uh, cross pollination of teams to see how good they really are. So we'll find out about that one. Uh, the final game on Thursday is number 16, Lawrence Tech against Michigan Dearborn. Who you got? I, you know, Dearborn. They Dearborn. They're scary. Yeah, I mean, it, if there's a potential for an upset the first day, it, it probably would be uh, Michigan Dearborn. Is that an upset, though, really? 17 and 16? Yeah, I mean, and, and Michigan Dearborn, even, I think, officially in the ranking, they were like ninth, but they got bumped. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think. It could be either one of those teams. Uh, sure, I guess I'll, I'll go with Michigan Dearborn right now. Uh, see if that changes between now and, and when the tournament starts. When I put out my official bracket, but uh, you know, it's, I think right now it's uh, which got a lot of conversation last year. You know, people were all talking about my brackets. So <laughs> people will be waiting As for. They it. As they should. <laughs> I know a certain team in, in Vegas. There was a couple of players, and they were not happy that I didn't pick the home my hometown team here uh, to. Uh, to win the whole thing, but uh, well, here's the I thing. had to be fair. You I've know, I have to be now. fair and objective. I have to be fair and objective, and 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 I'm lucky because I've got the ACHA guru as my co-host on this podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't go, plus, wouldn't go as far as call me a guru. <laughs> I've got the NCAA guru uh, in Paul Palatial. Just Thursday. like people wait every week for his Super 16. Yeah, I, people are waiting new... every year for my ACHA bracket. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's the way it is. That's why we built up such a following. And I will say that Paul's got a nickname now. It's Paul Palatial Hornstein. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so we move on to the uh, the fact that those teams will get Minot State. The final, uh, I guess, Saturday pairings will be Indiana Tech against Maryville. That one is an 8-9. Indiana Tech is always a tough out. And Maryville's got something yet to prove again. They would like to get past this stage and uh, and get into the quarterfinals. Um, I think that bracket is not nearly as tough as the top bracket, but that's just me. What are you? Yeah, la- yeah. Last year, Maryville was in the, the was in the had to play that first day. They were in that. I think they were in that thirteen to twenty mix, and then actually won, and then they advanced the next day and and lost. I think I have that right. Actually, I could look back real quick and see, but it was, yeah, Maryville is, uh, they've had a pretty good year. I mean, they've been pretty highly, highly ranked all year for the most part, and and uh, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, last year, Maryville was 14, and, and then uh, they had to go on to play Iowa State last year and, and lost to Iowa State, but, um, and then, of course, they were involved in that big game with Central Oklahoma, but, um, yeah, so I think it's, uh, this is going to be a good chance for, for Maryville to, you know, they, they obviously now get to start on the Saturday and play that and be the ninth seed and, and have a chance to upset Indiana tech. But again, it's an eight, nine matchup. So it's, it's probably a pretty tough matchup. Again, I want to look deeper into it over the next week or so to see what their records were both and, and, and some of their games they played. But um, yeah, I think it will be, that's a good way to end that night with the, at the eight, nine matchup there at eight o'clock on that Saturday. And of course the lower part of the bracket will primarily play. Well, I guess the alternate Friday, Saturday games. So, um, and then we get to what I call real tournament play, which is Sunday in the quarterfinals, because you've got four games on Sunday the way it should be, and then the semifinals, as we talked about on Monday, and uh, one final championship game on Tuesday, March 21st, I'm sorry, in Boston slash Marlboro, Massachusetts. Um, going to get my Dunkin' Donut fill, going to get my uh, lobster roll fill, 
And um, you gotta go to, you gotta go all the way there for Dunkin' Donuts. We got Dunkin' Donuts out here in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, but they're not the same. You gotta go to <laughs> Dunk when you're in Boston. <laughs> okay. How are we gonna have any time to do any of this? We're gonna be at the, we're gonna be in the rink all day for four days. Well, I, no. By the time I get there, it's relaxation. Oh, that, that's right. That's why this will be a vacation for you before you. Oh yeah. Before yeah. you start your drive for the NCAA stuff. Yeah, because that'll really be rugged once that starts. But <laughs> yeah. okay, so um, you know, I mean, there there were a few surprises, Stephen. I think, and who got into the tournament? Uh, certainly, we did not suspect or expect that there would be uh, four auto bids. But all in all, a pretty solid field once again. If I have one complaint, and it's not really a complaint, it's more of a statement. But boy, Boston, Massachusetts on uh, St. Patrick's weekend. Uh, is a long ways to go to be a one and done. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, we want to mention this real quick. The A couple of teams that, and I'm sure other teams are doing similar, but two of our WCHL teams are, are the push for nationals financial-wise is, is going on. Boy, we should do this for ourselves. But uh, anyways, uh, UNLV Rebel Hockey's got their gala t- uh, tomorrow night, uh, March 2nd. They're doing a gala, which is sold out. But part of that, too, is people can go online and bid on some different items that are up for auction. And people can help uh, them raise money to, to get to Boston. As you said, it's, it's going to be an expensive trip for for these teams to to go out there. And for UNLV, probably a little bit more so because they're, they're playing before earlier uh, in the tournament before Arizona does. And Arizona put something out uh, today, too, on their Twitter, or maybe it was, I don't know if it was today, but it was this week about getting... Um, so there's information on the UNLV Rebel social media. I'm sure they have it all out there. And then uh, Arizona, on their Twitter account, uh, put out a thing about um, a graphic about helping them travel to the ACHA National Tournament uh, with a QR code that people can can take a picture of with their phone, and I guess it takes them to a site to to help donate to uh, to Arizona's program to help help them be able to get out there. I'm sure they're going to get out there, but that the cost of it is going to be quite expensive. I'm also going to say um, so I'm sure US, UCO has something going like that. Yeah, I didn't see it or fit I, I, I haven't had a chance. They, to... I'm going to leave them out, being there's uh, the three WCH. I'm sure every team does, and yeah, and I'm sure UCO. I just hadn't a chance to to dig deep, deep in them yet, uh, but I'm sure they get something too. They're they're a little bit closer in the you know in the country, so they're. I mean, not saying that they don't need the help either, but their their cost probably won't be as extreme. I mean, it's still going to be expensive. Don't get me wrong, but the, tr- the travel part of it, at least, may not be too bad because they're calling from Oklahoma, where you're going to have teams coming from Arizona and Las Vegas, and uh, of course other well, cities I, too. I so. will say, uh, Lindsay Ellis, as you know, told me when I visited with her uh, last week that uh, they were anticipating about nineteen thousand in airfare alone for her women's team to get there and back. So uh, I'm assuming that's what it's kind of going to be across the board for UNLV and and for Arizona as well. It's uh, about twenty grand. Okay, yeah, it's good. Finish up in an hour. You got one minute to do your read and get out of here. <laughs> and we and we did we failed to mention about the women's stuff. We'll we'll save that for for next week's show. We'll yep. we'll, uh, we'll look at the women a little bit and and tell you where Arizona State will be. And because I got to get some more information on it, because I'm not exactly sure how the, the format they feel the set, but I, it's, it's the format of how it's going to go down is. Let's be honest. It's because you're NHL. You're big time now. No, no, <laughs> the time for us little people. <laughs> I'm still I'm still caught up about the <laughs> Golden Knights. Golden Knights made another trade, by the way, while we've been on the air. So just, just... is it a goaltender? Is no, not a goaltender. Oh. No, it's not a goaltender. It's another four they got from the Penguins for uh, Peter Delibatorians, a couple of another draft pick, I think. Did so. the uh, Did the Coyotes pick up some dollars for him to help them out? <laughs> 
No, I didn't. <laughs> no, and I didn't realize that Coyotes had all those dollars lying around to to do that. <laughs> Got to get to the floor, baby. Got to get to the floor. <laughs> yes. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. The University of Oklahoma, celebrating 20 years of Sooner Hockey, the action you crave only faster. For ticket information and more, go to ouhockey.net. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. San Diego State University, 200 undergraduate programs in the top college hockey in California at sdsuhockey.com and sdsu.edu. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at liberty.edu. Central Oklahoma University, Championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. See if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you at uco.edu or ucohockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the Ice Time Hockey west.com network and i just want to a final thought about all this is that it is amazing how fast this season just flew by i mean I, I the fact that it's march now and we're talking national tournament it just this season really seemed like it flew by uh, more so than i think other seasons and, and i just i think there's a lot of reasons for that but i just it's 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 amazing how fast it's going and, and, and the national tournament uh two weeks i think from today well not today two weeks from tomorrow i believe uh yep it will be you are correct it will be starting. So it's uh boy, can't believe we gotta it. get busy. We gotta get busy. You got by the way, I'll tell everybody out there if you'd like to jump on board, we have a buy three, get nine months free of uh, marketing with us. You can that's buy better than buy months. one, get one. That's better than buy one, get one freeze that you see all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's seventy five percent off. It's six hundred dollars to become a corporate partner for the entire year and get in on all the national tournament stuff from not only the ACHA but the NCAA and when we dig into the AHL playoffs as well. We'll say goodnight to little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Steven, enjoy the NHL action tonight. Will do, everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.